But really, I present to you the Umbrella Academy. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, this is a Superhero Slate review for Netflix's Umbrella Academy. <laughs> That's Mark. what the intro sounds like when Chris slightly misses the time code. Yeah, it's exactly. like you thought if you spoke fast enough, you'd catch up. You'd travel back in time, uh-huh. if you will. Yeah, exactly. Well, so my problem was I... I, I must have time traveled because I looked up and I'm like, oh, I've got like 10 seconds to say something. No, I don't. Here we go. We're doing we're doing the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it's the time code that wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But before we start to make too many inside references, this is the spoiler cast for Netflix's season one of the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start the show off with spoiler-free reviews, which if you listen to our normal weekly news segments... You may have already heard our review, but hey, maybe not, so we'll lay it on you spoiler-free just for the first couple minutes, and then we're going to dive into this 10-episode first season. We're going to talk about all the characters, all the ins and outs, the spoilers, Easter eggs, if there's any to talk about that we might be familiar with. I don't know. We'll Mm -hmm. find out. So I think that's what's on the agenda right now, Chris. That sounds great. So without further ado, Mike... What do you think of the Umbrella Academy? <laughs> so this will be an interesting review just because we both finished this show at different times. I was able to, I was able to binge it in the very first weekend that it came out, which should pretty much show you right there how much I like the show. And then you got it the second weekend because mm-hmm. you obviously had things going on in your life. You couldn't binge, binge things right away. <laughs> you, had a, you had a great three-day weekend, and I didn't get that three-day weekend. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, still, yeah, I mean, we yeah, ex- got there as quick as we could. Yeah, but unfortunately what happens when you binge things, like, you have to start to recall things that you watched, like, two weeks ago. We were trying to think if the show had any sort of interesting quotes off the top of her head to, to ring in the beginning of the show. We're like, I can't remember any any specifics. So this will be a fun kind of mem- re- memory lane, a very recent memory lane as we stroll through the show. But spoiler free, I really I really dug this show. It's, it's stuck with me quite a bit. Uh, I still think about it every now and then. I think the characters are so engaging they're so fun they're so unique they all have just different perspectives they have different powers so they have different ways that they kind of grew up there's so much lore in this show that we don't even know about yet which really makes me makes me hopeful for the future of this series and um, I wasn't even really sure if a lot of people were talking about this show. You know, once you kind of post some fan art on Instagram like I did the other week with the hashtag Umbrella Academy, I start to see a lot of Umbrella Academy stuff in my feed. So I wasn't sure if I was just in my own little bubble of like, oh, people are digging the show. But I did send you an article just before we hopped on the mics that said Umbrella Academy, according to some insider data tracking that Screen Rant got a hold of, that that show is more popular right now than The Flash, which is the number one superhero TV show uh, right now mm-hmm. on air. So this is a big deal that Netflix could pull this off, and I think it's all really well-deserved. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, I, I really dig it. They, they find a way to, to make, the, make the special effects and the superpowers work. Nothing ever really gets too cringy, which is sometimes happening, happening on a TV superhero budget. But, you know, this is Netflix, so it's plus 
fussed up a little bit more. You can just really tell that they're going all out because they're about to lose all of these, you know, Marvel properties and Disney movies. So I'm glad that they really stuck a claim to this. Would you call this an independent comic book? Um, I honestly don't remember who publishes it, but I mean, it's not a... It's not your standard superhero comic book series yeah. or long, long-term long Ma- one. So. Maybe not by definition independent, but I would say it's kind of like an indie comic, you know. So I, I'm just cool that they were able to bring this kind of kind of niche niche world to the mainstream. So, yeah, I really dug this. We've been recommending it for like the last two weeks. Some people have reached out on Twitter saying that they're, they're giving it a shot now. So I'm really glad that that's happening. So, yeah, man, Chris, what did you think about the Umbrella Academy? Oh, I think it's fantastic. I think watching the show, the first episode, you know, that's usually where you're going to tell how the rest of the show is going to go. Mm-hmm. And this show really nailed it on the head for being an hour long, you know, 50, I think 50, 55 minute episodes. You really got to feel for all these characters because there are, what, seven characters, seven siblings that you, you're you learning about over this. And then, like, mm-hmm. you know, the their family dynamic and what worked and what didn't work. Um, and, and this is really really good and then over the course of that you're introduced to more characters that you you tend to you don't have to like what they're doing but you want to see more of them uh so i've got to tell you the characters are really really fleshed out in this and um it only gets better as the series goes on i think the quality of the show and how it looks and how it's presented is uh above anything else i mean i know netflix does put out you know quality stuff on their th- on their things but like you know we're in a world where we have the dc universe releasing shows at the same time doom patrol which has like a very similar vibe to it doesn't have that quite polished this thing this one does for the for mm-hmm. the same kind of uh show and i don't even know maybe the same number of episodes but uh i i really like the look of it uh there are some parts we'll talk about later that you know i'm like ah this could have been stronger but you know when i i've read the comic books this is based on and this deviates probably more than 50% of the material but it's the like the, the end of it's still there which is really like the the core of the material so, there. so that doesn't bother me a whole lot yeah speaking of, of the comic uh, while you're talking I just looked this up and I was surprised to find out that there's only 15 issues yes. of this uh, comic book it looks like it went from 2007 to 2013 so it's not it's not like a super long run and well, it, it's it's dark horse so not necessarily independent so but you know a small publisher just just to, to make sure just so you know this is based on the 2007 and 2008 series one's called uh, the um apocalypse suite and one's called dallas which were mm-hmm. released like a year back to back Volume three just started coming out this year, and there's I think going to be eight total volumes when it's all said and done. Okay. So like like Gerard Way, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, wrote this um, back in the, the early 2000s, and he's this has picked up the past couple years again, and he's going to continue with these. So um, if there is a potent, if there is talks of you know a sequel or something going forward. They're, he's going to be feeding those informations to them. Kind of like how Game of Thrones mm-hmm. isn't done yet, but they're still doing the show and it deviates a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, I've got to also give this show props because you have the stats about the viewership. I have stats about music. Mm-hmm. Um, the music in the show is fantastic. Oh, and yeah. Because of that, the artists and the songs in this, uh, from Unbroken are up 50% in sales and streams following the, oh, wow. of the show. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't even think about probably you can go on Spotify, I would assume, and just find like an Umbrella Academy, like either official playlist or unofficial kind of soundtrack. I, yeah. I should check that out. 
Yeah. Uh, what I mean, the first episode, which I mean, I, I feel is not too spoilery all around, because um, the trailer. But like, there's a scene in the trailer where they play Tiffany's song. I think we're alone now, mm-hmm. and like, you know, like that's 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 a great song. Like the music lines up with the show so well, and they continue it throughout the whole series. And I and I've just got to give it mad props for that because I'm I'm just very impressed with it. So. <laughs> that's right, from Chris Dillard himself. Mad props. Put mad. that on your Blu-ray l- release that may or may not come since it's yeah. a streaming show. <laughs> exactly. If it does come out on Blu-ray, I, I mean, I might I might add this to my collection. Um, but I I really I want more, and I'm very excited for this. Uh, you know, kind of going forward. So. I would recommend it. Like I said, I would recommend this to everyone who gets a chance <laughs> I would, to go and watch it. Chris, I, I would actually say you might be legally obligated to buy the Blu-ray because if you listen to our normal episodes, you should know that Chris does not have Netflix, so you might be wondering how he watched this. So. Well, so I, I, found, I found out recently uh, we have my, my sister-in-law's Netflix login as well. So if we wanted uh, okay. to... If, if we need to watch more Netflix, we can always pop that in. But we're not. There you go. We're not you're technically actively, not. Li- you're yeah. technically not liable anymore. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not out. We're, we, we're not current Netflix subscribers, but that doesn't matter. I I think this is a great um, show for Netflix, and I hope I hope more people do get a chance to watch it though. So um, yeah, that's that's my kind of spoiler free take on it, Mike. Anything else you want to add other than the fact we recommend it? Before we jump into these details, we've been chomping at the bit to get out for <laughs> i want to jump into these details chris let's all do it all right so spoilers starting right now i one of my favorite characters is number five in this mm-hmm. like, and it, it, he doesn't give him a name throughout the whole thing but you find that the first episode he traveled he got he went forward in time saw the end world and then came back which sends this company called was it the agency or the something the not the collective but the time traveling like police are now after mm-hmm. him throughout the whole show, and I just think that the the kid who played him nailed this role throughout the whole. Oh thing. yeah, Ob- absolutely. They're just like, okay, you need to play a kid that used to be a kid, but grew up and then now is back in his body. But you know, don't don't dwell on being in the body too much. You just need yeah. the old man personality, and you're basically just in a vessel trying to get a job done. And I, yeah, I thought his performance was great, and just. The time travel in general, I've been going through this in my head for a long time. So you got a brand new superhero show, all brand new characters with a with with a somewhat creative backstory, something we haven't seen before. Of all, like four, what was it? 40, pe- 40 people were basically instantly gave birth. Forty two. Um, so in the comic 42. book, just to throw this in there, they are born because there's this cosmic space wrestling match, and this guy, this whoever is wrestling in this, one of them delivered the winning elbow drop, and that was the exact moment all these like women became pregnant and had birth that same day. It's a a whole different thing in in the comic book, but there are forty two <laughs> kids out there with these powers, and then we get to follow these. Wow, scenes. okay, I, I was not expecting that at all. But very kind of a unique way to kind of bring super powered people into the world, and knowing that there's still people out there looming, I yes. thought was really cool. So you kind of have this interesting way to bring heroes into it, and then you think the 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 kind of unique take they're going to go through this series is just oh how do these people deal when they're kind of their 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 father dies and then they're just all kind of broken people you know some of them don't have really practical power some of them do some of them are all hung up on it they're all they're all basically adopted so they all have that with them anyway even if they didn't have superpowers. And then you think that's going to be the show, and then all of a sudden they're just like, no, guess what? 
time travel. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like folding in two different shows on top of each other, and you think there's no way it could work, and it does. And the thing is, with like time travel shows and fiction in general, you have to focus so much on the rules. You either have to find a way to get around the rules, or explain the rules, or explain yeah. that the rules are not important, and they just find a way to weave this in so well. And it's like you're dealing with superpowers, you're dealing with time travel. And the funny thing is the time travel isn't even necessarily the superpower. Yes, number five can time travel and jump through space, but also there's just tangentially some technology that maybe it's related to superpowers, maybe not, but they just can make these briefcases where you can travel Mm. back in time. And it's just like, there's like no tie to, to it being a superhero. It's just so weird and bizarre. And I just love that it, it works like they have a character for no reason on the moon at the beginning of the show and like i was expecting that to come up with some sort of practical purpose maybe he really did put that guy on the moon because maybe like a meteor was coming because there's this whole looming question of what destroys the earth and i was like oh maybe it's an asteroid and like the the father knew it so he put his son on the moon like no they just put the character on a moon (laughs) in this really quirky like um, like uh, like RV, like moon yeah. RV with a with like a moon dumpster, and it's like this doesn't make any sense. Like we don't know how he got up there, we don't know how he came back, but it doesn't matter because it's just weird vibe, well, which come... now kind of makes sense when you say someone's wrestling and the yeah. final wrestling move makes get out of it's weird, yeah. man. Well, um, but it's also like that same character on the moon. You come to find has the body of a gorilla as well oh like, yeah that, like that you think fun. is this superpower like he's big beefy strong dude well kind of but that wasn't really his superpower either it was a serum he was given that turned yeah. him into that so what was his superpower did he just have like enhanced strength and then they put monkey juice in him and then he just got enhanced strength on top of monkey strength yeah i think so i think it's kind of like a captain america style like a strategist and like they don't really tell you what his power really was beforehand like but i mm-hmm. think that's what it was like he's like a very athletic character who was like very strong and could handle all this stuff uh and that's like kind of like what he was maybe the natural born leader but like nothing nothing physically like like a real power like the rumor or like or like the seance or even you know um ben who had the the eldritch monsters who comes out of his body so um (laughs) it's definitely interesting um i i love all the characters i think the seance or i guess klaus as we in this one I really like Klaus as well. Um, Ooh, Trey Manufique, my favorite character in the yeah. whole show, Robert Sheehan, who also played Nathan in The Misfits back in the day, which I think you can watch The Misfits on Hulu, possibly. I think that was the last place I saw it. But yeah, I love this guy. He is so good at just playing these wacky, goofy, just out there roles. And, like, he actually, there are some very serious parts in this series that he has to play. Like, when he goes back to Vietnam, I wasn't expecting that to just kind of, like, they're like, we have this really goofy character. He needs to have a character arc. Oh, instead of just, like, showing him arcing through the whole season, let's just send him back in time. But then relative to everybody else in the show, you're not going to see his entire year in Vietnam. He's just going to come back just a damaged, broken, PTSD man and then that'll be his art i just thought that was so clever so hilarious and like he just comes back and he just destroys the briefcase like right in front of him because everything that he went through like the 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 decisions the kind of the they're like throwing these hail marys they're just going for it in this show which i think was amazing they they really i mean every character has a really really good arc throughout this whole thing i think the only one I don't like the most, I'm going to be honest, is Ellen Page's Vanya character. 
You um, know, I, I, I'm glad that we agree because I was going to bring that up too. Because she is the weakest one, and, and, and the whole point of her purpose is like she's told she doesn't have. Is she the dark phoenix of this series? Is this what this is? Uh, that is kind of what it feels like, right? Because, like, oh, you're too powerful. You know, your emotions let you amplify sounds, and then that's where your power comes from. So we're going to take away all your powers and, and, and give you pills. That's not how it went down in the comic book, by the way, just to give you a heads up. Like, that's oh. what, because, like, I, I was trying to figure out, like, so they he knows he has powers, but, like, the way to bring him out, like, this conductor of this orchestra, like, like I don't know if, like, submits her like experiments and all this other stuff to bring out this white violinist persona in her and mm-hmm. anything she does with the violin like sends out in waves like kind of thing so mm-hmm. it, um it was way different in there but because uh, <laughs> that creepy boyfriend revenge dude wasn't uh, of it. Uh, let me let me talk about this creepy boyfriend guy because we're just kind of we're just riffing we're just we're not keeping to any structure here so i just want to say there's time travel. I, I, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> I never once thought that that boyfriend was not creepy. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that was intentional, but if they were trying to like keep it a secret, it didn't work. The second he was on the screen, this like weird dude just shows up. There's this just bizarre tension in the very first scene that he's in. A grown man just trying to learn violin. He's just overly sweet. He knows all the right things to say. He's not being too pushy. It's just like it's just really weird. Like it kind of made yeah. me think what they were trying to do was remember in the second season of Stranger Things, they bring in that second father figure I don't even remember the character's name, but he was kind of like the doofy guy that was – he was also in AV Club. Um, who was he? Wasn't he played by a Sam, the guy who played Samwise in Lord of the Rings? It's oh, been a while yeah, since yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. Like, um, it's been Bob? Was it Bob, the boyfriend? Yeah, maybe it was Bob. So th- I was thinking they were trying to go for like a Bob type of character. Like, you know, he's just really nice, really sweet, but then, you know, he gets in a little too far, doesn't know that he's dating like a superhero or something like that. But I just knew from the very beginning that this guy wasn't what he was. So like there was no sort of like reveal when it came out that he was a bad guy. Like I saw that coming from a mile away. Yeah. And then I can't give myself credit to this, but my wife was like – Oh, Ellen Page has powers, and she's the one that destroys the Earth, like, on maybe episode two or three. So she saw that also coming, and I don't know how soon I would have got it if she didn't tell me, but it didn't feel like they were really being too, like, sneaky with that. So I I think that could have been dealt with a little bit better. I I agree. Well, everything she did was stupid. Like, if she just stopped Mm -hmm. and listened. Like, it's one of those things, like, you sit down and have a conversation for a minute, actually, everything would be fine. Like, none of this would have happened at the end of the day. Uh, had, had her sister showed up with the paperwork in the house, she might not have got her throat slit by the violin strings. Um, mm-hmm. Which, that happened in the comic book, and then in the end, she actually shoots Vanya in the head uh, rather than blows her eardrums out and makes her deaf. Mm-hmm. Which was... Wh- I was waiting for that the whole time. I'm like, oh, she's going to shoot her, but she didn't. But that's fine. Um, I... Yeah, Ellen Page and then Creepy Dude. Like, why was he just there at all the right times, I guess? I was hoping to find out maybe he had a power as well. Like, maybe he was one of the other 42 mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that were left. Because he's just like, oh, I happen to get into your house or, like, you know, find your family and then happen to find you violin lessons and find that book. Like, he found that book, like, the day of the violin lessons. Like, how did yeah. he... 
Yeah, he just happened, and a lot of it really hinged on that book. He just happened to kind of find the dumpster. He was kind of this weird am- amalgamation of like syndrome from The Incredibles mixed with um, uh, the character from Civil War. What was the bad guy's name? He was, um, uh, was he uh, a Baron Zola. or a Zola. No, that's no. right. Yeah, was it Zola? No, it's not yeah. Zola. Um, I get I what you're saying. No, no. Yeah, I, I but kind of like if you put those two together, that's kind of the character that you get. He's He's got a grudge because he wasn't able to join the Academy, but also he has this master plan to get back at him. But, yeah, I don't know. I, when you say Ellen Page, you know, she was just being stupid. Like, I agree with that. Like, just because somebody's, like, depressed and dejected and they're on, like, kind of these mind-numbing pills doesn't mean that they're, they're just going to fall for, like, anybody or fall for anything. Mm-hmm. There were so many times when I'm just like, and like, like Vanya, can't you tell that this dude is just creepy as hell and he's being really weird and really pushy trying to develop your powers, you know? Yeah. Maybe like I like maybe if he would have revealed much earlier on that he was like abused as a kid, maybe he could have kind of used that as a way to like, you know, manipulate her a little bit more. But he never really seemed like a master manipulator. He just seemed to be getting very, very lucky many, many times. Or, so Or like or like he was able to sneak into places and kill people. Like didn't he just get out of prison? Like he's not how does he know how to do all this? He's been in prison for however many yeah. years. But he yeah, was he just, just killed like, that poor first chair violinist. She yeah. dead somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just one of those things like he he didn't sell me on his character and Ellen Page didn't sell me on her character uh, the whole time either. Which uh, is strange because we uh, I know Ellen Page is a great actress. Yeah. You know, so I don't really know if it was just the direction of her character. Um, I was kind of hoping the reveal of her powers would be more exciting because I was kind of down for, you know, having one like kind of character without powers. Like, oh, this is cool. Number seven doesn't have any powers. This is how she deals in life, being surrounded by siblings that are all extraordinary. You know, maybe she'll come into some sort of like team leader role where she doesn't have any powers. But then, like, you start to figure out, oh, you know, maybe there's a chance that she does. I was hoping there'd be some uh, sort of reveal, but it was a very slow reveal. Like, she starts affecting things, and you're like, okay, she does have a power, but we don't know what it is. I thought it might be something, like, cool. Like, I don't know, maybe, like, a car is about to crush somebody, and she reacts and, you know, saves somebody at the last second. Well, I I thought her power would come directly from the violin and not just sounds in general, which would have been Mm -hmm. way more... Like, everyone has a very specific ability. Mm -hmm. How did they find out the rumor was just, like, she has to say, I heard a rumor was her power? Like, I don't need to know that, but, like, that's a very specific skill set for her abilities. And Ellen Pages was just, like, your anger and sound. Like, that's that's what you do. Uh, and one thing they didn't quite describe to us, I could totally see their dad coming to the conclusion that her powers are too powerful and could destroy things. But in the flashbacks, we never really see her destroy anything of significance. Like what she destroys, like a couple uh, wa- like wine glasses, like yeah. in a row, and then all of a sudden he extrapolates that into like destroying the planet. I would think a, a man that's so obsessed would do everything that he could to try to develop these powers. I mean, you got somebody that can talk to the dead, some uh, a girl who can say a rumor that could totally change the fate of the whole planet, and but she's not the one that's also like inoculated. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit more work there, but yeah, I agree. The whole Vanya storyline in general is weak but the the thing is we have a bunch of other we have like seven plus other storylines (laughs) that i think are really really great and i think we should just uh, for a minute talk about uh cha-cha and hazel 
which is this uh, villain duo, which I did not expect to get this much character development. And you really start to fall in love with Hazel and just him just getting t- tired of the job. Like he, he falls in love with that donut donut shop owner, which is yeah. kind of bizarre because they're very different in age. But, you know, if it was kind of the age difference was shifted down in any, any given way, if it was maybe like a 20-year-old, maybe fall in love with like a like a thir- an older like 30-plus-year-old or something like that. But, yeah, it's just so weird, but like they just seem to really love each other. Well, it wasn't a perfect relationship. I mean, he's a, 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 a murderer who travels through time and she runs a donut shop and they, they just wanted the simple things in life. And I think that, that lack of like they're not beautiful people, they're not like, you know, rich successful people falling in love like that made it feel more real and maybe that's why we like the characters so much because they weren't trying to take over the world or anything they just wanted to go watch birds upstate uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for life um i i really i i really like hazel and um i i really especially enjoyed the episodes that what we had the day that was and the day that wasn't oh yeah where, we should talk about those where five sends them the orders to kill each other and then, like the next three episodes is a cat and mouse game between Hazel and Chacha, trying mm-hmm. to off each other so they could complete their mission, so to speak. Yeah, I love seeing the mechanics of that uh, that time travel office. Like somebody, I, I love that the, this time travel travel organization decided that the 1950s was just the right decade, you know, uh-huh. to oper- to operate out of. So like, oh, that's that's cool. I like that they're doing that. It's a cool aesthetic. Everything's dealt with in tubes. Like it's not a perfect system. They're like, oh, we can't get rid of uh, you know, that secretary that runs the tube. She's just been here forever. She's really nice. We can't just get rid of her. So, uh, yeah, just all that attention, the detail is great. But mm-hmm. yeah, I love that halfway through this season. We have all of these secrets and all of these reveals that everybody's starting to figure out. You know, we have characters falling in love with each other finally, which they're they're not genetic genetically siblings, so it's not as creepy as you think it might be. It's like a Brady Bunch grew, scenario. Yeah, they just grew up next to each other. Um, and we're getting this reveal of like, oh, I need to tell you the secret and everything. So starting to come out, come out, and then all of a sudden, like Vanya's, like she finds the journal under the bed. Everything's about to be revealed, and then, bam! Time travel undoes it all. I thought that was so cool that you know somebody could have pitched the idea of let's have a whole episode that ends up being inconsequential and we just rewrite it. We just have to undo it all. And like someone's probably thinking, oh, that's a horrible idea. You're gonna get the audience invested in it and then rip it all away from them. But it was great because I think if it was a normal week by week show and you had to wait a whole nother week, I would have been pissed. But the fact that I could just jump right into the next episode, I thought that was so cool. What a great way to take advantage of like the streaming release, you know? And it had that parallel, like, you know, the next day happened, but it happened like similarly, but not close enough at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's at the end of that day is where I think Klaus goes to, ends up with a briefcase and goes to uh, Vietnam, I think was the end of that second one. But like you got, you know, um, I, I mean, you got everyone like all the characters coming together. All like, oh, this is almost like everything's happening perfectly for everything to be great, and then it's like mm-hmm. reset. Nope, everything just messed right is, itself right up again. Um, which I have to say, there is one character in the house I love seeing, but I hated the whole time he was there. Was actually Pogo. Oh, I, really? <laughs> because he was always like, "I'm sorry," but yes that is true like he was always like i'm sorry but yeah your dad lied to you i'm sorry mm-hmm. but i'm sorry like every time he showed up, he was just like an exposition kind of monkey like trying to tell <laughs> us what was actually happening yeah, in the dad's head but, and it's like it's not his fault like the, the dad was a scum lord you know running this family or whatever but like mm-hmm. it, like he was just there to be the apology for that like to unveil all this 
stuff. Yeah. So, do do you believe that he actually committed suicide to bring his kids together? Like, I feel like there's got to be something else going on there. Just because we see this kind of weird, like it's not like really post credits, but at, I think at the beginning of either episode nine or ten, um, like the cold open, we see him back in time, like yeah. coming to America, like you know, s- stating his name at like the Statue of Liberty, and like, well, that doesn't line up time wise. Like, is he like just inc- incredibly old? Is, is does he age very well? Is he can, a time traveler? Can, can I lay something like, on you? Yes, please lay it on me. He's an alien in the comic books. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he's actually dead in the comic books. Well, as of right now, I don't. There's like eight issues or four, you know, trades that aren't out yet. They haven't written, but he was an alien in the comic books. Like you just, you don't see his face. You just see him like peel back this, like the back of his skin peeled off one day, and like they tell you he's an alien. But that's it. One little square says he's an alien, and that's it in the comic books. Yeah, it's weird. I wasn't expecting all of this like kind of answers from a comic book angle of things, but it seems like this show is going in a different direction mm-hmm. of the origin of these people because you're describing a very wacky comic, which sounds like it works very well on these pages. Like if you if you start a comic book off with like a galactic wrestling match, it seems like you know the kind of world that you're getting into. But I don't think we're quite at that yeah. level in the Netflix show. So I don't know how an audience would react if all of a sudden somebody's like peeling away their skin and they're an alien. But, but but they could with that setup though. Like they don't like I don't think the cosmic wrestling match will ever come into play. But mm. they could with the alien thing showing how old like how old he was. Like he was in what was it in Europe? Like he looked old already with like his mm. wife or whatever before he even came to America. He, yeah, I'm kind he, of he getting... built a, he built a robot butler or robot mm-hmm. mom and then he had a flying spaceship when all the kids were born already like and he sent people to the, he sent a space boy <laughs> to the moon like he he obviously has something going on here that we don't know about to have all this technology yeah. it's kind of giving me vibes of the watchman movie compared to the graphic novel or, or comic book whatever you want to call it uh where in you know in the on the pages you got that you know the evil creature monster the octopus octopus monster at the very end but in the in the movie you know they go a little bit more of a logical approach of how the film ends so maybe they're kind of towing that same line of just like we're going to keep some of the outlander stuff off but maybe redo it a little yeah. bit so well it's that's it's cool. in, the end of this the end of this show ends with them jumping through back in time hopefully to redo all these events right with all the mm-hmm. all the siblings, in the comic book it ends with a, a meteor actually hurtling towards Earth, and Klaus in that book also has telekinesis and stops the meteor from hitting the Earth, oh. like right before it hits. Rather than this time travel and the apocalypse still kind of happens, so th- like they are making some changes, some outlaying like changes that are like different but like still kind of like yeah like the same. Um, I, I gotta say, you know, speaking of class, I liked his. He's like he's shooting drugs to hide his like talking to dead people. Then by mm-hmm. the end, you learn his true ability is to actually make the ghosts appear and interact with things in real life, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool to bring the sibling Ben, which is hardly ever seen in the comic book except for a time he died and he had these weird abilities, which is great. Like in at the end, I love having the dead sibling Ben talk to Klaus the whole time. He was mm-hmm. going through this as well. 
Yeah, this uh, this show just had so much going on. I just I, I want to see what happens when the Umbrella Academy comes across another superpowered person because you know there's supposedly like thirty plus of them more out there. So mm-hmm. I want to see how those interactions happen. I, you know, I want to know what kind of backstory that they're going to give the dad. It seems like they're kind of diverting from the comic books a little bit there. So I'd like to see what's going on there. Uh, we see in the show that he releases some sort of bottle with like fireflies in it or something there. You know, I can't. I, I'd love to know what that is that seems really weird and really strange um yeah and if they if they're traveling back in time you know how are they going to fix things you know are are they just going to travel back a week a day you know how far back are they going to go because they said that we got to fix vanya so are they just buying themselves time and they're just going to try to like convince vanya to be like a better person or are they literally going to go back in time find a little kid vanya and just like be nice to her and then travel back in the future and hopefully things fix itself you know there's a lot of cool things that they could do there um one thing that i thought was really cool is i was under the impersonation uh the impression that when they that vanya was going to destroy the earth with maybe one big violin solo you know that's kind of what we all thought her power was going to do that but then when they when they made her death she saw she shot that beam out into the sky and i was like oh that's cool you know they they saved the they saved the planet the beams off and then it shot the moon and I was like, oh, that's cool. The moon was shot. And then l- later I start to think like, oh, didn't they mention something about the moon disappearing? And then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, no, the moon that's falling apart hits the earth. That's actually what destroys the, the earth. So I thought that was kind of a cool chain of events that I wasn't expecting. So because any the, the negatives that I have for the show – or basically for things that I could just expect to happen. Mm-hmm. So it was nice when I came across something that surprised me. But, uh, man, this this show was so much fun. It, it really is. Um, and there's a lot of questions. You're given a lot of questions. You're given some of the answers. But, like, it, it's also brutal in the way. I like the fight scenes in, in a lot of these. Like, those are fun. Um, you just love the you just love the characters at the end of the day, and if you love the characters, you're gonna have a good time throughout the show, and you don't have to mm-hmm. love them all. But at the same time, like the ones that are there a lot, like you really care for. I mean, even even the Diego character came around in the end. You know, mm-hmm. the the hard ass uh, uh, knife throwing guy. We can't forget about everybody's favorite character, um, number five's uh, Lady Luck, the uh, yeah, the mannequin, Dolores. <laughs> That was just that was just hilarious. Now when I walk through a department store, I'm just like, oh, there's Dolores, you know. That was that was just hilarious. That just adds to the other weird factor of just like, yeah, he's just that's probably what would happen if you're just stuck in the apocalypse all by yourself. You probably would find your your own Wilson that you'd fall in love with, and you know, if you don't have a volleyball, a mannequin's probably a, a, a the next best thing because it actually looks like a human. Man, before <laughs> before we wrap up, I just want to talk about the the apocalypse version that he went to was a different future mm-hmm. because he found the eyeball in. Space Boy's hand, then the, mm-hmm. the kid, the guy, um, whatever his name was, got his eye knocked out, and he was supposed to get this eye in it for him to replace the one he had, but he never did. Like changing, like how the future was changing as they kind of went through this was really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Like little things, um, but also when the when the, the meteors hit the Earth, like it, everything caught on fire and like vaporized. But the future five went to was not vaporized. Like the bodies yeah, more- were still there in the rubble. Yeah, it was more crumbled. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I I would like to know about this kind of future organization is they seem to be like they're like kind of timekeepers. They're trying to keep the timeline normal. They're trying to keep these fluctuations from happening. They're trying to make sure that events are supposed to happen do happen. So I want to know 
in their opinion, why did the apocalypse need to happen? Because, mm-hmm. you know, at all costs, they were just like, this apocalypse needs to happen. So are they very, very long-term thinkers? Are they just like, you know, eventually the Earth will rebound at some point in time in like a millennia or so? We're basically these these ageless creatures, humans, we can go anywhere in time. So, you know, we'll just play the long game and eventually humanity will come back around and we'll worry about that timeline. So I want to know why that needed to happen. Um, and I'm also curious, are there always fluctuations happening? Because they showed number five going back in time to like kill Kennedy. So mm. it seemed like Kennedy had to die. So does that mean like these events are like always happening? Because it seems like at some point in time, your work is, you know, technically all done. You know, it seems like, you know, you put in a couple thousand years of work, you know, the timeline is secure and you're good to go. But it seems like maybe fluctuations can pop up at any time. Like, oh, crap, somebody's trying to save Kennedy again in this separate timeline. Let's send another Kennedy assassin person because he's got to die in all timelines. So maybe it's an ongoing work. Yeah. So that maybe that's something that I'll never get that'll never get answered. Maybe it's too in the weeds. But I think my idea, the reason why the apocalypse has to happen is it's the only way that, that, that this time organization can ensure all of these super-powered people all die and perish i think that their agenda is in order to keep the timeline safe these superpowered people they're too much they're too wild cardy we don't know what they're going to do they're going to affect the timeline too much and there's too many of them we can't go out and send agents to kill all of them because they're all superpowered too difficult let's just let this apocalypse happen we'll wipe the earth clean and we'll start fresh again that's kind of my idea i don't know if that's what's gonna be but we'll find out yeah i don't i don't really there's a lot of questions and i'm i'm really looking forward to a second season uh, with this and, and maybe opening those up a little bit more uh, and, and, and I don't know, giving us more characters. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. And I, I, again, I'm like you, I don't know where it goes from here because all the books I've read, both volumes are now covered in this um, because in Dallas was the JFK thing and the, the, the trip to Vietnam and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. And I'm very excited, Mike. So I'm really, I, I want to see more. Uh Anything else you want to add? I think we're good. We wrap. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's an obvious recommendation from us. Yeah, really. And and if you have any questions or you want to talk about it, let us know. If you have theories, I want to know theories too. I mean, when you when you throw time travel into a show, everybody's going to have an idea of what they think is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. I've just been sitting here thinking about the 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 Reginald Hargreaves. Like he is shown before in 1920. Mm-hmm. Like nuclear missiles are launching before he got on the boat in 1920. Like, what is that about? Did, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like what is like what maybe is it maybe is that a different planet or something like that? I, I don't know. Oh, possibly, or maybe there's like maybe there was aliens in the twenties and these are like spaceships and they're leaving or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or and then like the fireflies. What if those are like maybe he came to the this world, let the fireflies out, and that's how these children were born. Yeah, I thought of maybe rewinding and trying to count them. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know how many there were. I don't, you know, I don't want to know. If it was the exact number, I feel like I don't want my answer just told to me. Yeah, I want to know what those things are. Yeah, I never even thought about being totally different planet. Um, he seemed to have lost his love, you know, and then you know decided to leave. Maybe came to Earth. Yeah, man, this is the- so, such a weird show. I love how weird it is. Like Hazel and Cha Cha wear just weird animal helmets for like no reason. I don't. Like, if they're trying to conceal their identity, there's definitely better ways to do that. And I think they're, like, metal. It's, I think they yeah. showed them being, like, bulletproof. So that was just weird. And 
Well, that you kind of build build this weird universe. You don't have to explain it. It's just kind of unique, you know. Yeah, and in the comic books, Hazel and Tasha never take those masks off. Like those are all mm-hmm. you never know who's under it. But like, um, you know, I can obviously tell Mary J. Blige isn't much of an actress all around, but she was still fun in that role. And the other guy was in um, he's in another Netflix show, Mindhunters. The, the no, Hazel Hazel's that. in Mindhunters. Um, but like. Yeah, like is like what time period did they originally come from? Is my other question with them. Like they didn't obviously just come from this time period to be recruited. Like why were they recruited into this agency? And um, maybe maybe if they're going going back in time, maybe they can show us their origins a little bit more too and how they got into this. I don't know. I'm excited. I want to see a lot more. I got I got good questions. So. <laughs> yeah, we we got so many questions. They did a they did a great job. Good job, Netflix. This gives me hope for them developing their um. What was their kind of their Mark Miller contract that they they bought out kind of all of his properties for development. So this gives me hope that they can they can translate just kind of these things that the mainstream audience has never heard of into something that people will watch more than like the Flash, you know, on CW, which basically you put an antenna into your TV and you can watch for free. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really cool. It gives me hope going forward because we've been a little disappointed as of recently with some Netflix originals, you know, even outside of the superhero realm, you know, the, the Netflix original stamp is not necessarily the seal of approval. It used to be. So I'm glad that it worked this time. So very, very happy. Yeah, I, I agree. And, um, this gives me hope, you know, you know, we, we talk about post Marvel Netflix. I think they're going to be fine. And this just kind of feels more like, yeah, they, they can totally do do well. Hopefully they don't have a sophomore slump. That, that's yes. what I'm hoping for. Mike, if people want to know about our regularly scheduled news program that happens every week, where can they find that at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues that we host our little show. And when we talk about news, we put our uh, we put our show notes up there. So we're, we're about to talk about a lot of trailers in our news episode. So make sure you're subscribed and go to Superhero Slate and you get links to all those trailers. You know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, and you can find us both individually on social media. Chris, where can people find you if they're looking for you? You can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or on Instagram, Valdan87. Mike, if people know what you're up to, where can they find that Well, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mike Royer Design. And uh, I got some fan art of Klaus up there on my Instagram account because I, I, I love that dude so much. So you can check that out there. Uh, we love hearing from you. We want to know all of your crazy theories. Uh, you can drop that in the YouTube comments if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, send us a line over Twitter. You can even send us an email um, uh, through our website. We love hearing from you. If you want to be a fan of the show, if you are a super fan, if you want that moniker you know, under your belt, if you want to get like a, a gold chain with the words like super fan, like like uh, studded with diamonds on it and you just you really want to feel like you earn that all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week and twice this week and we'll yes. catch you on our weekly twice week. twice next week too man oh we got gosh. a big spoiler cast coming up man uh march is looking busy april's looking busier may we're gonna we're, it's, mm-hmm. we're gonna love all these reviews this year so subscribe and we'll catch you there we'll see you then all right adios Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. We got anything funny? <laughs> Just you saying that was, hey, you got anything funny over there, buddy? <laughs>